Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Laura Samara Sands. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Fishers of Men. Today we are talking with filmmaker Megan Harrington at the beautiful Empower office in Santa Monica overlooking the ocean, the pier, the just beautiful view that you have. Very distracting. (laughs) But here we are. We wanted to talk to Megan today about a project that she did called The Dating Project. Of course, our podcast is about dating and relationships, and this was a, a documentary that you've had in the works for... Three and a half, four. Three? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah long, so From, from long beginning time. concept to, to now. Yeah, That's amazing. You had a screening last weekend, mm-hmm. Downtown Film Festival, L.A. I took my husband... And we both really, really loved it. And, of course, Mary Ashley and I saw a rough cut of it mm-hmm. about yes. a year and a half ago. It was, was it a different? year and a half And ago? it's different. Oh, is and it? it's a little different. Yeah. So I would love to just talk to you about the genesis. Uh, we would love to find out about the statistics and the research that went into it, what you found. Mary Ashley and I love to talk about this stuff, so mm-hmm. we're super excited that there is an actual documentary that kind <laughs> of shows us what the state of humanity is when it comes to this stuff. What I really appreciated about it, and I'm sure Mary Ash can say the same, is that though you're coming at it from just being a person of faith, you came at it with a more open dialogue. Didn't matter about like the faith piece mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. It's just kind of what are people talking about when they talk about dating? Mm-hmm. Do we know what dating is? It's hilarious because it just made me think about the first episode that we did on what is dating where no one knew <laughs> what was happening, what to say, and you kind of affirmed that in right. the documentary <laughs> right. as well. You found the same thing. So good, but yeah. But also bad. <laughs> but but yeah. very bad, bad in the end. It's called good bad. Yeah. Good bad. So please introduce yourself. Let okay. us know about the project and all the players that went into it and the genesis of how it came to be. Great. Well, thank you both for having me. Excited to be here again. (laughs) And a lot has happened since our last visit. Yes. Uh, So the film was an idea that Catherine Fowler, she's also a producer, (laughs) and I came up with because there was an organization looking for pitches, of documentary pitches. So John Shepard, who is also a producer and president of Empower Pictures, they were looking for pitches. So we said, oh, you know, she had done a date in every state television idea. And we thought, well, we don't want to do reality. But then we said, dating. Because single women talk about dating, talk about men. I think men do it too, but they are less likely to probably admit those <laughs> conversations. And we went to a dinner party with 14 women. And two of them were married and I think the rest were single and actually had not even been on a date. And these were women who you know, seemingly have their stuff together. You know, um, I think most of them were Christian women, but just and, and just full of life mm-hmm. and really wanted to find somebody. And so Catherine and I are like, why is that happening? Why are all these people not able to find somebody else? And what does that dating world look like? Because we personally had stories, and we also just knew people who had stories as well that were just sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're single and you're recently married, congratulations. That's amazing. <laughs> you're out of this, but, but you have to keep dating in marriage. So yes, you're, so, yes. So you're so. 
we decided, so we brought on John Sippity, who's the director, and he's also the editor, and he is just an incredible young man. And I sound like an old lady. But <laughs> he is young, and he was just so mature, and he interacted so well with the datables, with the different people in the film. Wait, so can you explain that a little bit more sure. about, with the structure of the film? and? Yep, yep. So what when we decided, let's pursue this, we wanted to get archetypes. We wanted to get different archetypes that we could address that are coming. So the career woman, mm-hmm. the person just out of college, kind of unsure what to do in the next steps, mm-hmm. and college. And the extended adolescence, which is our 40 or 40-something, mm-hmm. that options, expectations, that sort of, what, what do all those archetypes, what, what are they facing? What is their world like and why is it that mm. way? We originally just wanted one college student, and we found Carrie Cronin, who is a professor at Boston College. She gives a dating assignment every February. And uh, Catherine's sister, Mary, Mary Colleen, had found an article and said, hey, this person, she would be great. She's doing this. You can kind of see the world. And she turned out to be a, a wonderful through line mm-hmm. of showing at, at this early stage of college, they just really don't. It's hookup. Mm-hmm. And there's not another option. So she's presenting another option. So we casted her, and they, the college kids said, I want my friend to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So they did it together, which turned out good because there was a male and a female. Mm-hmm. So then we set about just seeing what those different worlds were like. Again, John was the director. Cheyenne was the editor. He's also amazing. Executive producers, Chris Donahue, Mary Beth Sprose from Paulus. And Paulus acquired the film in January, and they have been amazing. They have just been so good about uh, allowing us to make... Uh, edits that we wanted to make and empowering you um, to kind of go forward and, and do what you think is right and then they get great notes. Like I said, John Shepard is the producer, Tina and David Siegel are executive producers, and Steve McAviti, of course, is also an executive producer. Great. Mm-hmm. And David Bolin was the cinematographer, the DP, mm-hmm. and he and John just, if, if you're looking for a DP, editor, those guys just really, they work so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They work so hard. We were very lucky. Can I go and ask about your casting process? Yes. <laughs> that was the question. Why didn't you call us? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. So. What were you thinking? <laughs> um, it's very funny. So Chris, I knew. Chris is in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And he, we were at a New Year's Eve party. And Catherine and I were already in the process of developing the idea and the archetypes. And, and he's like, Megan, you know, I kind of feel like I'm ready to commit or marriage. I mean, just he was seeming different. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're kidding. That's crazy. So I went home and I said, Catherine, I think Chris, we should think about Chris for this mm-hmm. extended adolescence. Um, I hate to say man child because it sounds so terrible, but that is, he did a play and he referenced yes. that yeah. as well. Yeah. And then Rashida is uh, the African-American girl from New York. Mm-hmm. Her story is very crazy. She's very Christian. Mm-hmm. And she's our one character who really, that is how she leads life mm-hmm. and, and, and tries to live well, we had another girl in South Carolina because we wanted someone in the South, and she was in a smaller town in the mm-hmm. South. But three weeks before filming, she all of a sudden was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. And we just had, like, red alert. Okay, we can't. Something's not right. We're going to yeah, get yeah. there. And she, it, it, it was, well, clearly it was divine intervention because we sent an email out that night to... Just a whole group of people were like, hey, do you know anybody in that's African-American in the South and a career-driven? Like, 
gave a little blurb what we were looking for. Well, it came back, um, a friend in Texas said, I don't know someone in the South, but Rashida is in New York, and she fits kind of that. Mm -hmm. So we called Rashida, and she said, oh, you know, this is really weird. I just finished a 40-day prayer promise mm -hmm. where I was fasting and praying for my men and women in my life so they in the relationships in the dating world and she said I didn't know what God was going to do with that wow then, yeah then we called and I'm like this is God <laughs> here's your answer here's your answer. here's your answer here's what you're supposed to do <laughs> so we talked to her and and we had to make that decision of while we wanted a smaller or, or southern you know different kind of because we have big cities we have sure yeah here, we said we got to go with her because that seemed like a big hint that you yes. should. And she also was just great. And yeah. she really oh, was career-driven. Yeah. And kind of going, what you know, just couldn't find anybody. Yeah. Right. So the other two, the college kids, Shanti, so Professor Cronus, Cronin introduced us to them. Shanti was on board in the beginning. She's like, fine. And then she said, I'm going to see if Matt will do it as well. Yeah. And then they both did. And that's how we ended up with those two. Cool. Oh, excuse me, Cecilia. Yeah, yeah. I was going to oh say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She is such a sweetheart. Everyone loves her. She's yeah. adorable. She's, She's so... that sweet in person. We yeah. came, and, and they all were. She had cookies. We got there for <laughs> filming. <laughs> she just baked cookies, and she, we sent a note on Facebook, because I have a friend who is from Monterey, and we said, we're looking for a Latino, but she, we wanted it to be a militant Latino. She was supposed to be the career girl. Yeah. That was... But it just turned out that wasn't mm -hmm. the case. Yeah. She was more like, oh, I'm kind of lost mm, in, this, right. in this world of just being done with college. And so we interviewed, phone interviewed. We got a few people back. Mane, our friend from Mexico, said, here's some ladies. They're in Chicago. Yeah. And we talked to Cecilia and we talked to two other. The two other girls were in a relationship. And he said, oh, well, we can't. We really want them to be single. Mm -hmm. If they've been out a couple times or whatever, but no boyfriend. Although we did want a character in it who was dating. There's too many people. Yeah. So that's how we found her. Just friend. It was like the seven degrees that's of separation. So cool. yeah. And here's what we're looking for. And then people sent ideas. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just perfect. The, the, each of them in the way that they. How did you come up with the archetypes? Oh, so many years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were doing it. I guess looking at the world and kind of what what we're being told and how we're being told to live and yeah. what one woman say, you know, I woke up at 30 and I had always been focused on my career and I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. What did I want? Yeah. So to explore that woman who is working and that's her focus, but she also wants a relationship and like, how do you, you can't do everything. At least not at once. Right. Yeah. And we're, but we're mm. told we can, you know, oh, you can have it all. Or that we should. And that we should. <laughs> and it's yeah. just taking a step back and going, well, it's not possible. That doesn't mean you can't do everything, mm -hmm. but you can't do everything well. Mm -hmm. You have to pick certain things or focus on certain areas of your life. So when we started to look at, you know, the, the, the man-child, that is a typical one because yeah. as mm -hmm. women, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, why aren't these? We've all dated one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at least so like, What does that look like? Yeah. And college to, we, we were originally kind of wanting that party boy, frat guy mm -hmm. um, I, I feel. Sh uh, Shanti ended up being a little more, you know, she was that, she wasn't a party boy frat guy, but she was more <laughs> fun and going to parties and yeah. kind of like that was, but she was Hookup culture. Right, yeah. right. So we just wanted to explore what we thought, viewing outside and looking up, what, you know, articles and, and reading different things. Okay, well, what, what would people want to see? Mm. But also we were single. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're experiencing it. In fact, Catherine got online 
while we to do market research quotes wow. and because she wouldn't have got online and I should have done it um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for her we got done with Chris up in San Francisco with his mother which oh, was which was my husband's favorite part of it, the entire it, documentary it gives me goosebumps it, it is a lot of people's and that woman was hit by a, a Douala truck in her car not long before where she was in the hospital she was a 90 she was 90 at the time yeah wow. and in a brace and you know kind of in the hotel room and or sorry in the hospital and I guess her daughter said mother you must still have something left to do that you didn't die because you really got hit wow and I at said, 90 I said well it must have been. I said to Chris her son I said well it must have been the documentary <laughs> Because <laughs> she really is everybody's, mm-hmm. she's if so not the favorite, best. she's right up there of that moment. Yeah. That moment. Yes. That really makes you think. Um, I, I, can we reveal makes... what that moment is, or is that a spoiler? No. No, I don't think it's a spoiler. No. I mean, just, just her perspective on how yeah. life was. Yeah. And how I it think... just doesn't make sense anymore. But she's, she's not I think judging it's, either. It, yeah. And it speaks to, I think, the longing of our hearts that we hate to admit that, like, we do long for that kind of old timey, mm-hmm. much simpler way of clear cut of like, OK, dating. Like, I know what's happening. I know what's going yes. on versus today where you don't know what's happening. I love how the professor did the three stages of dating and even just rewatching that being so grateful of like, okay, somebody's spelling it out, like it's out there, but no one wants to really mm-hmm. apply that to their lives. And it makes Or not it... everybody knows it and yeah. has the same understanding. Yeah. 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 Can we go into that? Well Catherine any, I'm, I'm gonna wrap that final yeah, yeah, thought. Yeah, is Catherine that, is married. Yeah. <laughs> she got in the car after Did the left Christmas. match success story, yes. right? Yeah. So she I'm I'm driving the van. I look back okay. and Catherine has sorry, Catherine has sunglasses on and I think she's I'm like, she crying? And she just said, I opened my heart. I was like, no, I, I don't want to be um, later single. I, I, I'm open to it. And, I, and he had been trying to message her. And she responded back, I think, on the way back. And now they're married, and she's having a new baby in November. Wow. wow. This was all within the start of this project, Correct. the genesis of the project. Nearly one of the first shoots. Amazing. And wow. they would go home and talk about the questions we asked the datables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their relationship went deep because they're having the same conversation that we're having with the people we're talking to, which is the conversations at certain levels mm-hmm. you should be having. And they did it long distance? No, he he was in San Diego, and then he oh. moved up to L.A. Oh, okay. And now they live in Charlotte. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It was sweet, and she's just so wonderful. I could not be happier. Ah, I yeah. love love. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I'm still searching. <laughs> Okay, so can we talk about uh, the professor then? Because what's interesting about the professor and Marianne, yeah, (laughs) it's a little guilty dating yourself. (laughs) Okay, what's interesting about the professor that you have in the documentary is that she gives a dating assignment, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of like what you were talking about, Laura. She has a really like very well defined theory about Mm -hmm. dating. So, Mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. So. It was so funny being in the classroom, or I was watching the classroom, is the kids were all writing down the dates when it's just two people. You know, you have questions. What she does is she says, you know, you have to ask, ask them out in person, and that takes courage because now everything is texting. You it has to be 90 minutes or less, 60, she recommends. Uh, <laughs> no drugs or alcohol, $10 or less, which you can, you know, I don't know where you could go for that. Maybe like not in LA. Yeah, not, not, not even, not even a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
wondering Maybe. you can have a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then have three or four questions and you ask you pay. And the questions she really stresses, which I also think is good, is appropriate to the level of date you're on. Yes. yes. Like, where are you where, from? Not well, like, you know. How many babies do you How many yeah, babies? No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Mary Ash going to fill us in on what not to do. I, no, I heard some doozies on this uh, throughout this process, and I was like, what? Why are you even saying that? And does she have an opinion on, like, how long should you be, if you meet online, for example... How long should you be texting and stuff before you start? She doesn't go into that, but I do oh. have an opinion. Okay, I have my what own is your opinion? opinion? Yeah, you're 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 on there to date, mm-hmm. not to be to find out everything. Set up a time to meet in person. Yeah, and go out and find out if you like each other. I think too much. You're like becoming pen pals when the right. reason you wanted to do is. So I would think it'd be only to really set up an in person meeting. Yeah, I, my own opinion. I affirm that. I think I that affirm is that too. actually yeah. yeah. It should have a plan, just like anything yeah. else does. It's like you can meet anywhere. We keep saying this yes. on the podcast. You can meet anywhere, but after that, like, go on an actual date. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And be okay with saying that, and it's rejection. And that's what the professor said if she wrote a book. Well, hopefully she will be writing a book, but it would yes, be on breaking up. Mm-hmm. Because the rejection and the fear of not knowing how to do that or how to have somebody say no or somebody say I don't I'm not interested in you but having the courage still to, to ask and that's what you that's what I love oh, one of my favorite things too is after three dates if you don't know that you like somebody romantically cut them loose cut them loose mm-hmm. and I you know you could go well I disagree with that that's fine you could disagree with 90 minutes which I think is actually a good idea or but at least have your own plan right instead of just string the other person yeah. along and yourself yes because maybe it's living, five dates yeah maybe but mm-hmm. it's not for it's not months yeah and that's what i love personally wish i would have had this sort of thing when i was younger yeah of, yes. okay here's how you should approach it and it's simple and it's not uh, sure you know i am catholic but it's not a religious thing it's like okay well here is here's a way to approach relationship yeah. If you care, like, do these simple things. Yeah. And yeah. Well, so kind of on that topic, I know you all did a lot of research in the prep for this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of what we were talking about is you found out that nobody knows about dating. Yeah. <laughs> so can you also enlighten us on some of the other things that you all found uh, when you were doing? Yes. Well, on Barnes & Noble, if you search dating books, there's 9,952 choices. There's 54 million online users. One thing I, I think we found in, in, in research is that whole idea, too, of the fairy tales and the love stories and how love is supposed to look. I wouldn't call that a statistic, but I feel like a lie that's perpetuated mm. a lot of broken hearts of how love's supposed to look. Like even Fifty Shades Darker, which their final one comes out the same time as our film in February. Oh, fun. I know. <laughs> I know. The irony. Uh, yeah. But it says every fairy tale has a dark side. That's their tagline. And it's just that the innocence that has been stolen from people and culture about, like, can't you just have a love story that 50, every fairy tale has a dark side? That's sad. It used to be fairy tales were wonderful and you aspired and sure, maybe they were unrealistic, but that's kind of, you know, oh, don't sleep with them till the third date. That's the book of all the rules. And I think everybody has heard that. You know, there's... Don't sleep with him till the third. Yeah, 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 and and it's true. Sadly, I'm not going to blanket statement this, but that is a big issue. Mm-hmm. The 
when you are going to sleep with somebody and when and if you're not it, it sometimes is like oh well I can't really do that so I'm out oh um, well, yeah even uh, in the Christian world yeah even in the Christian world <laughs> and, and yeah. that's that is that was the most sad t- another sad thing that yeah the thought oh if we can't figure it out how could how could anybody else go to, oh look how they're living their relationship I aspire to that it's kind of like in this area we're just as confused. Oh no! Oh, and it's a confusion God. because the world's coming at you with so much. Right. Well, I really appreciated that about the professors level one, two, and three because she talked about going on dates. Mm-hmm. You can have multiple people that you're going on dates, but as soon as you exchange fluid and yes. you know fill yes. in the blank as to too. what that means to you, <laughs> but kissing or otherwise, then you're like dating, and that should imply some sort of exclusivity at least for a time until you figure out that you do want a relationship. And I think. That really is where people have gotten mm. heartbroken because women, especially in the world, are going to be sleeping with men thinking like, okay, I'm going to secure your affection for me or commitment to me because, oh, we're sleeping together. And mm-hmm. assuming yeah. a certain amount of commitment and then the men are just like, no, no, it's like this is level one dating <laughs> or whatever. Yes. There's no clear distinction. But I appreciate that she laid that out because that would make sense in theory, but if no one knows how to do that, then no one knows how to do that. No, and it should be like she said in the there there used to be social scripts for all sorts of right. things, yeah. and even 1950 PSAs. Have you guys ever watched? Yeah, <laughs> they're so funny. But the the PSAs were for social issues, and so it was dating. And it wasn't just going on dates. It was how to act at a party. It was manners, and I think we've lost that. And I think that. Dating, and I've said this before, but I think it's one of the biggest social justice issues of the time, mm-hmm. is that ability of relating with another and how do you do that. And it may be family, romantically, but we, we seem to struggle on how we are supposed to treat people. Yeah. Which is the saddest thing, because as one of the Christian tenants, like, treat others as yep. you treat yourself, love one another more than yourself, and we don't do that. No, and in this area, it's... It's so key to so many other things mm-hmm. of, of if we said, should I be doing that? Would I want that done to my sister or brother? Or, you know, if we related it to them being, I guess, you know, really made in the image and likeness of God, what does that mean mm. if but someone is? Yeah, but we're also confused about how we should be treated too. You know, oh, that was a huge, that was a huge yes. thing for the self-worth. Yeah. Yes. Of, of it's so chipped away like she says in the film it just gets chipped away the world just makes you think well maybe is that all Wait. I'm good for mm-hmm. is yeah. that all that I'm worth mm-hmm. yeah of taking that back mm-hmm. and all of that can be found in scripture what are the things I mean we're both writing hmm. books on the various topics great <laughs> and one of the things that I'm focusing on is just the misplacement or displacement of scripture as an authority in our lives. And this is to Christians, of course, but if we can just embrace scripture about like what does, you know, marriage look like, what does mm-hmm. being single look like? And then even just fundamentally, what does mm-hmm. how does God see me? Valuable, made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. We've lost that. And it starts with the value we place on ourselves Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to be mistreated or dishonored, men and women. It it all starts from the authority or lack of authority that we place in Scripture, and we don't trust it. 
I mean, there's so many yeah. things that can be said around that, but that I think even within the Christian world, because it's been in the Christian world where we are mistreating each other in this way, which is so sad. Because like you said, Megan, it, you know, if people can't look into the Christian community and see that we are doing it differently or better, why are they going to trust doing anything else better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a big thing, dating. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's bigger than I thought. And then there's... I mean, I already thought it was big, but there's so many components mm-hmm. of now with the sexting issues at the younger age. Mm-hmm. Oh Just gosh. the younger and younger, this, 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 the sexuality and the pressure around it is is affecting younger and younger ages. And what we wanted to do with this is, yes, we're both Christian filmmakers. Catherine and I, John is. We wanted to just make a film about dating and and mm-hmm. meet people where they were. And yeah, here yeah. it is, you know that. But that's what we wanted to lead with is. Here's this this world. Yeah. And these the people living in this world. And yeah. there is value in other ways of living. Mm-hmm. And that's shown through Rashida or the struggle. Mm-hmm. The struggle is real. Like she says, yeah, it's a real rare. struggle. Yeah. And we need each other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can you talk a little bit about the misconceptions uh, that you found that uh, mo- a lot of people have when they're dating and they... Because I, I think wrapped up in this whole self-worth issue is that sometimes we try to make ourselves into someone that we think another person wants mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. being really authentically ourselves because we have a really like warped perception of what somebody else wants. Mm. And that's part of the problem with Christian dating is that we are afraid to be authentic mm-hmm. and to really even admit who we really are. So can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about those misconceptions, that kind of thing? So the misconception of, like as a of woman, like what people are actually looking for. No one oh. wants to date a, oh, a yeah. career woman or a nice guys finish last. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't even even with Shanzi. So Shanzi mm-hmm. in the film is talking about. Well, there's this guy. I like him. He's great, and he's husband material. And I'm going to put him over here, but I don't want to date him right now. And that idea for guys, like, what does it mean to be a good guy? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to? Like put yourself out there in a way that is attractive, and why don't girls like me? And how, I don't know how many times probably, or I can speak to myself. Or it's like, why is that guy like? Why don't they ask out anybody in our community? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, right. what's going on? <laughs> uh, how you're supposed to be, and if it's okay to say certain things, and even Rashida too. Of, she just didn't believe that a that a guy existed that was going to uphold what she wanted, how she yeah. wanted to live. Because when she told him, and then through the course of it, she realized, no, he is like. God's raising him up. Yeah. He's out there. I just have to be myself. And I don't even think I'm answering your question. But I will say <laughs> that I think I do. a lot of people do feel like they have to maybe in certain ways not be themselves and how probably for a lot is what we did find is a lot of people did not want to admit if they had not been with someone ever. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think that could be one thing of where people maybe don't want to say exactly what they think on the physical level. Yeah. Because if they're if they're afraid they might scare somebody off. Yeah. So instead of being true to No, again, I, that should not come up in your level 1 date. Well, it's on my profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's for good reason though. Well, yeah, cuz I was going getting... And even then, I still get the most crazy messages, you know? Yeah. And then it becomes a mission for somebody to, like, deflower you. 
no, you're you're you're. It's true. Yeah, yeah. and it's like the weirdest. Oh well, that's well, gonna be that a challenge. It's like challenge. Why is it a challenge? Cruel Intentions. Yes. Oh, nineties movies. <laughs> and no, you can put that on. That's I think where I started to realize because we talked to these other girls that said, well, I just told them right away I wasn't gonna sleep with them, and that's just I go, why are you having that conversation on your first date? That's so weird. And this was early on, and then later it's like, oh. Because you feel like you have to. Yeah. You feel like you just need to get it out of the way. And that's a Well, because for some guys, even if you meet up in person, that for them means, oh, we're probably going to sleep together. Yeah. You know, and like because you've been texting and whatever. And so by the time you finally get to the stage of meeting in person, like I had this guy last year who we had been texting and he was like, oh, like your girlfriend material and everything like that. And he was like, but, you know... I really want to go out and have a good time with you, so could I stay at your place? Because he lives in Huntington Beach, which is, like, probably an hour and a half from where I live. And I was like, no, you can't stay at my place. (laughs) Don't even know you. (laughs) Yeah. And he was really fighting me on it. He was like, come on. Like, I just want to have a good time. I was like, well, we don't have to drink, (laughs) you know, (laughs) to have a good time. And he was like, no, but I want to enjoy it. But I don't want to drive all the way back. And I was like, you could sleep in your car. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, no, like, you'll never see me. That's what's so sad to me is that pressure. Mm. Yeah. And that someone else may not be as strong as say, oh, well, okay, maybe he could just... Like, also, what the heck's wrong with him? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with a guy who gentlemanly would buy a hotel? Don't make it your problem. Right. Yeah. Like, that's not your yeah. problem. And also, but, like, when I was younger, I would have probably been like, oh, I don't want to be mean, and I don't want to want guys yes. to see me as a, you know, B-word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, oh, like guys that are like that also get manipulative, you know, with the pressure and everything like that. Of like, like, oh, why are you being so mean? And, you know, like, I'm just, you know, this is just normal and whatever. And they try to convince you that you're the problem, like you said, yes. you know. Gaslighting. And, and you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's actually a huge indicator that it's the wrong yeah. <laughs> when you're like, right. but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. You just pressured But me it takes so long this. to even, like, it's a whole process to even trust your gut, you yeah. know. Yeah. And only to get to that point where, okay, this is now weird. Right. And also the point where quicker, you're, ha- well, you have enough self-confidence that you're like, I don't need that attention. You know, I can just say no. And, oh, you know. She's so good. Carrie Cronin, too, when she says, I don't know if she says it in the film, but she does say it when we talked to her, you are worth somebody 60 minutes. Hmm. Like, you as a person, you are worth it. You are worth that time. I thought that's such a good thing for people to, to know that you are. Even if someone doesn't want to go out with you and she says, you know, move on, ask somebody else. When it comes time to, don't, you don't have to feel, you are worth that. Mm. Yeah. And that was, that was good. Because mm-hmm. like what you're saying, you start to feel a little like, oh. Then you start compromising. Yeah. And then pretty soon you're like, wow. Well, and then some people like too, me. there's a whole group of people that believe, oh, women are just too picky and that's the whole problem and that women should be settling. And so I had that on my mind a lot, especially, like, in my 20s, where it's like, well, I just need to give everybody a chance. And then I would put myself in really compromising situations. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And it's like, it turns out I learned the lesson, like, no, don't settle. You don't have to settle. No. There's certain things that when they say that, or books, I think, when they say that, it's, they're not talking, you know, that gets taken to the extent of, we'll just settle for anyone. Right. There'll be compromises. What ones are important to you, not just, well... 
there he's breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Better grab him. Yeah, I'd rather be single. Last shot. Yes, yeah. yeah. This is it. <laughs> I do have a couple of the uh, statistic Please. brain. Yeah. Yes. So men lie most about what? What, what would you guys guess? There's, there's three. Um, How much they make? Yeah. Salary. Income. So, yeah. Um, how many relationships they had? No. <laughs> I don't know. Age? What, yes. Age? And the third okay. one is funny, and Cecilia mentioned it, and I'd never heard of it before this. Okay. It's what? Height. Uh, you know what? Actually, yeah, I, Heights. I have. Yes, I've experienced that s- several times. Where it's like I'll start talking to a guy through online messaging or whatever, and they're like, "I have to confess something. I'm short." <laughs> You're like, "Okay." Or actually, yeah, I, I just looked at this guy's profile the other day, and he put height as like seven feet tall, or, or it was like seven eight or something. I was like, I- "I'm gonna go ahead and su- assume that's a You're mistake." You're lying. <laughs> yes, no, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I know the height one in Cecilia. It's mm. not in the film. She's like, and they always lie about their height. And I was like, what? And then when I found yeah, that, I was like, oh, I, that's yeah, true. I've, I've met several guys that are very self-conscious about it, which it is would weird be a thing. thing. I, I think I can understand that from a man's point of view. I understand mm. lying about it because it's like lying about your weight. Well, you're gonna get there. Yeah, you're gonna see it. Yeah, you're gonna know. So, what about women? Women lie most about. You'll get a couple uh, of these. weight, right? Yes. <laughs> Age, yes. Um, the, the third one is similar to the physical build, which I think is oh, like, like curvy or not. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. So that's that's what the third one is, curvy. Um, not curvy. A physical build. <laughs> physical, physical build. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So Megan gave a talk on the dating project and on dating in general at a Theology on Tap this summer and it was hilarious. So we did an audience, it's an audience poll, and it is, it's from Statistic Brain, I believe. Um, so I didn't make these up myself. Um, <laughs> but you would have thought I did, the way people yeah. reacted right. to, no, that's not right. I'm like, these are not my statistics. Yeah. yeah. Girls prefer, do they prefer nice guys, bad guys, blend of both, and <laughs> any man I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I say nice guys. Okay. I say nice guys. That's that's the first. Bad guys were only fifteen percent, mm. and that's the perception. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It it is how you talk about reality becomes reality when yeah. it's not true. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's what it like. That's what's been happening when you become convinced of something for so long, then you're you just operate with that truth. You know, yes, and, <laughs> and then you find out, oh, that's not. I mean, because yeah. guys, this is where the guys got mad. They're like, no, well, they well, prefer the bad guys. Yeah, okay, so what? they're the nice guys Why that are going. Nobody that? like exactly. Because they're the nice guy, and they're like, this is not true. This is not. Or my they experience. think they're the nice guy, right? right, right and right. then this is a reason, like the whole, oh, no one likes nice guys. That's a reason for them to be able to blame the victim, or to to play the victim. That's like a reason for them to be able to blame something other than themselves. I think. Tell the story. You know, okay, yeah. yeah. So when you when you said the statistic, <laughs> so there so was good. one guy in particular that took great umbrage with this and just did not believe it. And he's like, this is just not true. Girls do not like nice guys. There was a woman there who just was like, you know what? If you believe this, that means that you are not a nice guy. If, if you think that you're being a nice guy and, and no one likes you, no one likes on you, you're just not a nice guy. 
That's just the reality. Oh, that was so great. Yeah, woman at his table. Yeah, she's like, I just hate to inform you. So but everybody was kind of like, mm. yeah. yeah, you know, it's um, some. And then the women's one yeah. was uh, also so, no, no, sorry, guys prefer the modern career girl, the girl next door, the hottie. What what, what percentage? Mm, the hottie. I would say the hottie most. That's the least. Mm. This was also controversial yeah. and surprising. <laughs> of course, modern, we were, we we're going to say that. The modern <laughs> career girl. Yeah, that that's is what hard they for preferred. me to believe. Yeah. That's what guys preferred. I think the kind of da- guy that I would want to date would prefer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have, like, because I look at a lot of they profiles. They want two incomes. <laughs> yeah, they want two <laughs> Or they want a sugar mom. a challenge. <laughs> Or sugar mama. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I do look a lot of, at a lot of online profiles, and guys do put that in terms of what they're looking for. And like, I want someone who is independent and has their own thing going on. Um, you know, but Not then clean. they also want someone. I don't know. A lot of guys put on their profiles like, I want someone who's like so happy to see me at the end of the day and will give me a massage. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? You know, <laughs> that seems so. I'm tired at the end of the day too. Yeah. Like, no, how about you give me a massage? A massage. Yeah. That's bizarre. <laughs> well, yeah, so I didn't message that guy back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I mean, no it's, not like, here. it's not like I'm anti-giving massages, but, you know, if, if that's, that's your expectation. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Weird. And that's that's the thing with, like, having, like, where is the line? It's because when you date a quote-unquote modern career woman, you also have to accept the reality that she's going to be busy. Yeah. There are going to be other priorities in her life sometimes that aren't you, you know, and... I've run into that problem personally mm-hmm. where it's like look I just I'm sorry but I've been running around all day and I just cannot text you and that well, has to the be whole okay. thing with texting or you, you have to do it right back when yeah you, or somebody assumes that the phone is like by your head right yeah and yeah technology has really kind of thrown messed us up yeah yeah, yeah. well there's wonderful things about it it has caused a lot of problems mm-hmm. just access to also things that like oh, yeah. and all the things oh, yeah. that of course. kind of yeah. hijack the ability to be in a relationship. Right. I think it was Professor Corbin that said hooking up mm-hmm. is this intimate act it, physically, <laughs> right? Mm. And that is less scary than going and having a cup of coffee with somebody or admitting mm-hmm. going on a date or yeah. asking somebody on a date. Like, that's ridiculous. When... We mm-hmm. have had our our definitions of what relationship or intimacy even look like or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if it's scarier to actually go on an in-person date with somebody than, like, hooking up with some stranger, there's something wrong. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but that is the norm. We don't, yeah. like, society doesn't see that as, as a problem. They see that as what is normal. And if you're not doing that, what's wrong with you? It, it's a shocking line yeah. that, that people have... I think it makes them take, well, it took our breath away too. It's like, wow, that's true. And, yeah. and when you listen to it, you're like, that is true. Why is that mm-hmm. the case? And what I love about her, Professor Cronin, is she is not saying, do not hook up. She is saying, how about you go on a date? Mm-hmm. And, and she's giving yeah. another option. Yeah. Here's another option. I don't even need to talk about hooking up, but I am going to tell you there are rules to it. That's why I love her lecture, is we all go, oh, we don't want rules. I don't want rules to anything. I don't want to have any rules. 
that's not that's God. That's not what God wants. Spirit of law. But really, there are rules in hooking up. Mm-hmm. There's rules of behavior. There's ways. Yeah. So we are operating yeah. on society standards of rules. That's okay because it's what we want temporarily. Yeah. That's so true. That you sometimes you think you're being free, but then at the same time you end up get trapped in the like, mm-hmm. oh, but what should I do and what is right? And, you know, like, oh, but should I text the next day after our date or should I, or after our hookup or whatever? Or is mm-hmm. it, is one day too soon? Is 12 hours too soon? What right. do I, what should I say? Should I try to be funny? What if he doesn't text back? Should I be heartbroken? Should I, should I just try to pretend like it was nothing? And, you know, yeah, yeah that's very there true. There's so many. Etiquette. Yeah, there is. Or should I ask to see him again? (laughs) Or, you know, like, yeah. She says the line will set expectation. And then for a postmodern society to be like, oh, no rules, no labels. It's Mm -hmm. like, um, you kind of need some structure in your life. Yes. And And I think that goes to show that we kind of crave that structure. Like, we're all kind of craving to know what is the quote unquote right thing to do. Hence the popularity of Chris's mom. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things is when she's like and they're going off and you could just like the idea of, it, of people going off on their wedding and they're on the back of the car and just this whole thing that used to be sure there were things that needed to be improved like she, like Professor Cronin says in the film but we just threw everything out right and in the one way we're supposed to relate to each other you know there's no rule book there's you go for an interview you get interview books you test questions like yeah you know just roll in usually or you don't get the job unless you're very good at that is right. you prepare yeah. And like in anything you prepare for tests, for school, for work, to get a black belt, you know, you can't just go, sorry, not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I. It's like, no, you have to do X, Y, Z to have. So when people talk about the rules so much, or even the church in general, like, mm-hmm. oh, there's so many rules for the church and they're trying to suppress you. And it's like, no, it's trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's been hijacked again as a bad thing oh, when yeah. it's really just guidelines to help you be happy yeah that's that's happiness that will lead to happiness you can try the other way which we all do and it doesn't and mm. you're like oh yeah okay yeah but this whole idea of we're, we're operating mm. under rules mm-hmm. we just don't know it yeah so what do you think speaking oh, of world peace church, yeah, yeah <laughs> of course yeah how can we solve well kind of um so what can the church do what do you think we need more of in the church to solve this dating crisis Personally, mm-hmm. and, and Brushita says it in, in her section with her girlfriend, where they're just having a girls' night. And she's like, they need to talk, the church needs to talk about it more from the pulpit in a big way. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's very true. It is something that, again, it's like this pandemic of, I don't think there's a great understanding of how lost, confused, and how much pressure is on single people and married couples. Mm -hmm. There needs to be something, some guideline, even if it starts out with the dating assignment, and then you get further in of like, what is God's design for all of this? And how can I understand it better? But I think it has to be so simple now. Yeah. Something like the dating assignment, the Mm -hmm. dating project, not plugging my own film, but to (laughs) lead conversation, just to start the conversation, like pornography, there's so many things, Mm -hmm. and we don't ever hear about it. We do not ever hear about how to be in, I shouldn't say ever, it's a blanket statement, but I have heard very few on what it, how I'm supposed to live single life. Oh, yeah. And, And that applies to married life. You know, you can make it some sort of, you know, joint deal of how we're supposed to be in relationship, but I think people are craving for it. 
Totally. And in community are not living that way because everything you see is telling you the opposite. Everything is telling you live this way that if if we heard more about mm -hmm. here's how you should be in relationship, here's what it means to love somebody and actually talk about tough stuff. Yeah. And it goes so far beyond like well just be chased or like just oh don't gosh, cross the line. You know, cuz yeah. it's, oh it's so much more about yes. like well how do you treat another person even in the present moment in conversation yes. with human dignity. <laughs> yes. You know, how do you love another person actively even if you're not married to them, you know? And yes. There there are just so many things that we haven't really worked out and that we never really talk about, I don't think, and I think now's the moment though. Luckily, it gives us a market. So Yeah. <laughs> Right. No, you need, we'll like, just, you, you we'll need your podcast right and, mm -hmm. and talking about those things. We need and your documentary. The, yeah. Well, I that's that has always been the hope that somehow it could get out there and somehow people could go, you know, I am going to. And listen, it's not as simple as just going on a date. There sure. may be serious things that you need to deal with. Yeah. Um, that since pornography is so crazy oh, yeah. and Nine so prevalent. Mm hmm that if there are serious issues, we'll address those first. And then first, also, like, emotional healing and, A lot of know, baggage. Yeah. And those could be the focus at churches as well. Of right. How do I heal from this? Because God does love you so much. I mean, yeah. He loves us, like, m more than we could ever imagine. We don't allow, allow that to happen because we can't love ourselves. Right. <laughs> and have the healing at church. Yeah. I can't remember who said it in the documentary, but it, someone said finding the right person starts with being oh, the right person. Neil Clark Warren. Okay. And I thought that was such a poignant... Mm. It's like one of those things like, oh, I know that. But yes. <laughs> to, hear it, to hear it back at you and to hear somebody say it at you, I think it's super profound. It's, it's that whole, like, be the change you want to see in the world. It, something has to start with me. I have to know where my trigger spots are, like my baggage, where, where I need healing. Yes. Yeah. Everyone needs to see a therapist, yeah. you know. And it's an ongoing journey of, mm -hmm. of yourself, even in relationship, even in marriage. I mean... It's ongoing. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect until Christ comes again. And we also have to give grace to ourselves mm -hmm. and to each other. And I think yes. it's easy because I'm sure if you've heard our episodes on the revenge dress or anger, <laughs> uh, you know, it's easy the to blame the other person. But we also have to have that grace that people are different. They have different experiences. Mm -hmm. And we have to be loving and kind about what they've been through and they may be taking it out on x y and z maybe you're in that mix but mm -hmm. to also know like okay i'm gonna walk away because this is a hurtful relationship but to not hold baggage over that person and to know that you know we have to be moving forward in healing instead of always looking back in anger or re wanting revenge or whatever it is mm -hmm. you know which is easier said than done absolutely so I think Neil Clark Warren's, it's funny, that line, you know, it starts with being the right person, is one of those, well, yeah, but it's become so cluttered, so much noise that you forget, oh my gosh, that's so simple. Yeah. Why is that sounding profound? But it's because everything around you is, the noise is, yeah. is so loud that you forget, oh yeah, I've got to be the right person. And if everybody's judged, one, I think it was my cousin, we were talking, he was talking about a story where this guy had think committed murder and then he got redeemed and but he said what if we were all judged by the worst thing we'd ever done and mm. nobody ever let you forget it wow that how terrible that would be <laughs> you know it may not be that you murdered anybody but what if that was what oh well so and so that's yeah, yeah. this is the worst thing i've done that's all i'm going to remember of like you said laura to forgive try to have grace yeah and see where people have come from because right. there's so much hurt 
I've found too, just yeah. with people, it's like, wow, there's so much hurt in all of our lives, yeah. in relationships that needs healed. Yeah, and then also having the courage, I think, to go outside of your truths, like you were talking about before, that the things you convinced, the things you become convinced of become your reality, that you, it kind of takes some courage to be willing to look at it a different way and be like, oh, well, maybe women do like nice guys, but maybe there are things that I do, you know, it's like, yes. maybe you think you're being nice, but you're actually coming off as clingy, or maybe mm -hmm. you think you're being nice, but it actually seems like you're putting pressure on, you know, like, you seem, it seems like you're being manipulative, or like you're giving in order to get or something, and that mm -hmm. really comes off not very well. So, you know, it's like, instead of just sticking with your truth, or like, oh, well, all men don't, men, no men want a relationship, or, you know, like, men, yeah. men don't yeah. want a woman that has mm -hmm. her own job, or whatever, you know, like, yeah. it's so easy just to get stuck in those ruts, yeah. and without having the courage to challenge them, and say, well, is that really true, and maybe there's something else I could be doing. <laughs> no, that's you know? right. Yeah. Of, of ref inward reflection. Yeah. up then what's your takeaway with not just doing the film but maybe mm -hmm. even viewing the film as a spectator but I can say that it really had a profound impact on me in in ways that I know going forward I want to approach relationship and, and those being too if you're not sure about something after a certain amount of dates to to let that go yeah to have more courage I'm not big on asking. I did have to do the dating assignment. That is not for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but I, that's not a comfort zone for me. That I'm not comfortable is comfortable with that. But I don't think anything's wrong with it because it's kind of a hint that you like somebody. So no, uh, but I really, I really, you do bring something up. I wanted to say I did appreciate that her uh, professor Corbin's assignment was to men and women, and her whole thing is like yep. women do this too. You ask, you pay. Yep. So anyway, and, and I liked that as yeah. well. In uh, well, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not as comfortable as asking, but that whole idea of it's a hint, and then if yeah. the guy's interested, for me, it'd be yeah. like, okay, well then they can continue on. Yeah. But I think the big picture for me was really how to approach relationship, how important it is. Of course, I knew this, but seeing the world and all the people that we interviewed and everything that was happening, how important it is to to really guard um, physically, to really be mm -hmm. aware of how important that is. You know, kind of that whole idea of how I think there's an over-sexualization of our culture yeah. and how important it is me for me as a woman to uphold what I know to be true in that regard, to hopefully help any man I might be going out with to to rise to that occasion as well and how important, really how important that is and how, how much that has been lost or forgotten or just common occurrence of this, this is just how you behave in relationships of really one thing I left with was, oh, we have got to, collectively, speaking to the Christian community, we have got to be better. Mm. We really all have to say, hey, wait, no, this is important, and starting today, it's going to be different. That's big, profound impact of looking at this, of thinking of my nieces and nephews and thinking of what they're being told it means to be a young woman or a young man and reading How to Be Single, the movie How to Be Single, mm -hmm. all these things that are telling them how to be, and it's like, that's a lie. Mm. I think it's a lie, and I don't think you're happier. I don't think it's produced more joy. I think more people are depressed and lonely. And I would say that is, you know, we asked one girl, what's the problem with dating? And she said, sex. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, 
well, I think that's a good one-word summary. It's the misplacement I think of sex. So. And to really give people a chance to, to go out with someone you might not be interested in initially thinking, and the simple stuff from Professor Cronin of me evaluating myself as well. What, what do I want? And do I want to be married? And if I do, I've got to throw myself out there more as well. So, That's But great. I do think it's the over-sexualization of the culture that has created a false reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that false reality is a narrative that has caused destruction yep. and heartbreak. And if you... If we just took her assignment and said, I'm, gonna do, I'm just going to do this assignment, how much less pressure you might feel to act in certain ways that you might not want to. Mm. And just start there. Start simple. Because yeah. the simple has become so complex when it's like, yeah. no, it's okay to say, I, yeah. I just, we're going to go to coffee, I'm going to go home, it's 90 minutes, right. and I don't have to worry about anything else. Right. Yeah. And start a new script. Start a new narrative. And it's not like, oh, 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 hum, here comes, you know, the Christians with their chaste and purity and all those things are good. But it's no. That's what it means to be human. Are you happier? Just ask yourself if you're happy. And if you're not, say, okay, well, maybe there's another way that I'm not hearing about. But I, like, Cecilia, when she found out there were other people that felt the same way she did, she was so happy. She's like, I don't know where they are. Right. But just to be assured that we are all out there fighting the same fight of just trying to live life in relationship and do it the way that we're called to. And it's so simple to say, and it's so difficult mm-hmm. yes. to do. Yes. Well, listeners, if you try the dating assignment, let us mm-hmm. know how it goes. And do it. You've <laughs> got it. two weeks. <laughs> you have to ask in person, 90 minutes or less, no drugs or alcohol. And then you should send these guys, what she has them do is send a reflection or call in I don't know if you guys call in like you could you yeah. say what how it makes yeah, you, you feel yeah you can email us a reflection yeah that would be great yeah, so that's she does with podcasts at gmail.com <laughs> yeah and yeah. how do we see the film so yeah. the film will be out in February mm-hmm. um, before Valentine's Day mm-hmm. holla holla <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it'll be in limited theaters we'll know more about the distribution plan soon but if you go to the datingprojectmovie.com Sign up for updates, go to the Facebook, go to Twitter, and follow us, and we'll keep you posted. Because let's get a bunch of people to the movie. Yeah. But to go on a date. Go on a date. Let's take action. It's the perfect pretext. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. Uh, But thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is is fun. This is an inexhaustible topic. And we need more voices talking about it. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're not alone in our confusion. Right. (laughs) No. Let's find the answer together. Yeah. Yes. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. And when people start to go, oh, there's other people, you'll find, we'll find more. Right. That are saying, okay, cool. I. I'm up for a date. <laughs> right. I am. Taurus, 5'7". 130. I'm going to lie about my weight. <laughs> and with that, thank you, Megan Harrington, for joining us on Fishers of Men. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at at LA Gone Fishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Larson Mary Sams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.